Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. And this one is big news. It's out of HPQ Silicon, trades on the TSX Venture, the stock symbol HPQ. With us is Chairman and CEO Bernard Tudion. We know there are a lot of new people watching this company just from the quality of the news that's come out in the last 30 days and what's happened in the market. So I'm going to give you a quick summary for all the new people tuning in. HPQ Silicon is a Canadian producer of innovative silicon solutions. And what that means is they're building a portfolio of high value, specialty silicon products that are needed for the renewable energy revolution. And they're doing it with two world renowned technology partners. Now, more than just lip service, because a lot of companies like to just use corporate jargon. Uh, HPQ has already signed NDA with at least two battery manufacturers and energy players that we know of. The hints in the, in the past have been that there are more. And the one that really punches it home is the press release that came out on Thursday afternoon. And I'm going to read it. HPQ Nano receives first order for spherical nano silicon material from a major automobile manufacturer. Bernard, this was big news, but you had something like it on September 30th. What's the difference between these two? Well, the difference is massive. One of them is, you know, September 30th is me uh, talking up the fact that I'm talking to, 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 to car manufacturers, to EV manufacturers, to battery manufacturers. And the second one is one of them coming to me and saying, here's your PO. We want to be first in line to get your product once you do it. These are a specification. Can you meet them? We, we know we can meet them. And that's it. That, that's, that, so that difference is massive. Second of all, investors have to realize well, the investors that know HPQ, okay, for them, maybe that's not a big news because it's a follow through. But there's a lot of investors that don't right. know we exist. And there's a massive, you know, there's a massive investment space for the type of company that HPQ is, which is a company that's focused on renewable energies, uh, helping solving the problem with regard to energy storage. Um, and, you know, e increasing, reducing the cost of e electric vehicles and all those type of aspects. So there's a, there's a massive audience for what, what we're doing. And for a lot of those new investors, okay, the threshold for them before between a company that talks about what they have and a company that has is, is sometimes having a first PO. So yeah. I thought it was important to say, we, you know, uh, I, we said we were going to deliver uh, the, the car manufacturer showed an interest. And he confirmed it with sending us a PO. So we thought that was an important issue. And it allows us to reiterate where we are in the leadership position this material. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because clearly a lot of us who have been following the story, you're right. It's almost like the next step, the next step, the next step. But uh, I would have to think that, and you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of companies out there who say we are talking to. We've we've heard other companies say that. So to actually get an order is much different from, well, you know, what are you talking about? Was it one email? Was it a meeting? Was it one phone call? Here it means you went all the way through. So clearly there's a big difference. And let's talk about that. They place the order in order to be the, in order to guarantee being first in the queue uh, for, for the material. Mm -hmm. um, does this auto manufacturer, we got to give this anonymous auto manufacturer name, some other point at some point, some, some code client, name. Client A. <laughs> exactly. Maybe client A, but does it give them an edge over other uh, auto manufacturers in the future? It, it, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. In the sense that, you know, the fact that they called me, okay, and says we have a specific need for this and we want to test your material, okay, 
and it looked like you can do it, which we can't. Uh, demonstrated a that they see a need for it, and that nobody else can really do it. Um, and don't underestimate the image of the spherical nanopowders that you know I sometimes put out. We've put out in a few press releases we have in our presentation. Our powders are very spherical. Okay, they're perfectly spherical, so they're going to be very advantage. There's a lot of technicalities about how you make a battery, but fundamentally you squish the material on copper plate and that's how it works. So it, it, it's the same thing like with uh, uh, titanium powders for the powder was developed with plasma atomization. What made, what made their material so unique was the fact that it was so spherical. It could be very, very well used. So, you know, we come out of, a, we have in our DNA that pyrogenesis expertise about sphericality. And that's, I think that's a, that's a point that's really important. Second point is we believe we can do a tailor-made with regard to the size that people want. So it's not going to be, oh, it works this way, it does this way. A lot of the other processes are, you know, you have to mill it and that you don't get as nice of a product. So I think those are what the things are attracting. That's what we feel very comfortable where we're going with this. And for, and for people at home, that almost seems like, it almost doesn't seem like the, the magic bullet that is so spherical, right? But we've seen, I've seen pictures in the past when you put our press releases back, I think before the PDAC, it's just really difficult to get it to that spherical point, it seems like. So do we have that big of a product edge on, on most of the yeah. players out there right now? Yes, yes, because it's, it's, it's not very difficult. There's not that many technologies to do this, okay? Uh, plasma optimization is one. One of the reasons why we're not doing plasma optimization, some of the specificity of what the producer are looking for, but we're, we're basically inventing a new version. We, I, I, I effectually called it plasma nano optimization, uh, which is an extension of plasma optimization, which basically does the spherical material. But all the other material are either chemical deposition in, in a Siemens reactor, which is basically out of the solar grade business industry, and that does nanowires uh, with, with a saline gas, which is a highly explosive material. I, I, I think so far this year, there's been about four plants that blew up with those materials. Holy moly, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, 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 it's like even Walker built a, a new plant in the US and twice they had fire and explosion. Uh, no, if, if you do a quick search on saline gas and explosion, you, you'll find a few interesting videos on YouTube. Um, anyway, that's that, that's one of the technologies. The other one is is physical, physically grinding the material to the shape you want to. Well, sorry to tell you, but once you get into the size we're looking for, you cannot grind something to be perfectly spherical. That's so. okay. That and and it's. I'm glad you said that because people, even me, what just might assume, okay, how difficult is it to get something spherical? But clearly, you're explaining that you know plants are blowing up trying to get this done. Uh, let's talk about looking forward. So this is an amazing milestone, naturally. But there was one statement in the press release I'm going to read. HPQ Nano is looking forward to the December, 30, December 2020 start of the Gen 1 PureVap NSIR reactor. In order to start delivering material, and here's the key, as we work to keep up with the expected strong interest in our nano silicon products, First of all, you got a PO, so that just gives that statement much more credibility right off the bat. Mm -hmm. What indications do you have uh, from now that indication that interest will be strong? Uh, well, we also have NDAs with people that want material. So, so some people give us PO, some people make us sign NDAs and ask us for material and tell us that this is this is how we want it. 
so that's how we know. And um, I can I can just I you know I can just get a good feeling with regard to the number of people trying to contact me, how people in the industry are going to come around. There isn't that many people uh, that will have this ability to to del deliver the material out there. You know, I'm I, and I'm looking to distribute my material at large to more and more people. Uh, research center. So there's going to be more and more buzz about what we do. So by the time our Gen 2 reactors uh, is going to come online, the one that can really you know, deliver more higher quantity of material, uh, you know, we anticipate that to be a, a very high, high demand product regarding what we can produce. And the Gen 1 is perfect because for now, no one would be playing, no one would be placing a mass purchase order anyways. They just want uh, smaller, smaller uh, material sizes. So here, here's a question I have. If, mm -hmm. if all your indications are correct, and look, mm -hmm. you've been right up at this point, so there's no reason to doubt that. That's the great part. You know, what, what could be your capacity for the number of different uh, auto manufacturers, research facilities, and other renewable energy companies uh, that could be requesting materials for you by the time December rolls around? Because I have to assume this puts you on the map. Right, They're the the entire industry has probably heard about this or about to hear about this. So, is there capacity for the number of materials you could be sent you you could be sending out for testing at the at different companies like this one that just placed a purchase order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we had discussion with with Pyrogenesis about how we would be you know scheduling, organizing ourselves, and doing everything else, um, uh, the decision to make the, the 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 Gen One the small machine. And, this, and its size and its capacity was fundamentally designed to be able to meet what we thought, what we anticipate would be the preliminary demand until we get the other machine going. And it was sort of like a trade-off we decided to do. We, we decided basically to build two machines um, instead of just having one that's going to be the bigger one. The reason why we did that is, A, we, when you build two machines, the first machine basically, you know, it's, you know there's, a, there's a bit of R&D, research and destroy, and we learn a lot through the, these processes. And second of all, I'll be capable of furnishing samples and everything else. So it, it, it was, you know, basically killing two birds with one stone. Sure. And, and, that, and that's why we did it. And it seems to be paying off now. Um, you know, I, I have a good idea with depending on the materials, you know, it, it can a university laboratory can be as small as a few grams to somebody's going to ask us for 10 kilograms. So it's, it's going to, it's going to hop between those amounts. So we needed a machine that had the, the, the capacity to, to deliver this at the same time for us to be able to learn about all the material. I get asked a lot often the question, uh, how sure you guys can make it? And I keep telling people, it's not, we don't have any issue about making the material. Uh, the key, the key point for us is how do we collect it, um, render it okay to be transported, make sure we, we don't contaminate all those type of things. But those are not issues that are, you know, that worrisome for us because Pyro has a big expertise in this regard. And for people at home who are watching for the first time, learning about HPQ for the first time, the partner in HPQ Nano is Pyrogenesis Canada, who has commercialized uh, their, their powders, their spherical titanium powders with uh, some of the largest 3D industrial printing companies in, uh, in Europe. Their plasma torch technology is being used on two aircraft carriers for the United States and two more aircraft carriers where they just place an order. So, you know, Pyrogenesis has proven that they can, that they can uh, deliver uh, global ap applications at a global scale. So that's what uh, that's what Bernard is referring to in so much confidence. And you bring that up. And my next question was this.
the Peter Pascali quote, I think, was maybe most prescient of all the great information already inside this press release. So I'm going to read the last part in which he says, as a technology provider, we'd be the first to say that nothing is guaranteed. In every new application, there will always be challenges along the way, both anticipated and unanticipated. With that in mind, we're happy to note that at this point in time, we see nothing that should prevent us from successfully producing the desired powders using the PureVap nano silicon reactor. I mean, execution risk is always a concern. And we've seen other companies in the past who haven't been able to make it out of a lab after so much great promise. And here you have you know, an incredible technology partner saying, as of right now, there's nothing to prevent you. If Peter's right, and again, how can you doubt him? If he's right, how significant of a player does HBQ Nano become in the world market for 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 this space for this product? Um, in the space of nano silicon, what, what this technology is going to give us is a is a range. You have to understand that the reason why Piero Pyro is so confident and Peter is so confident in his team is this is sort of an extension of what they've already done with plasma atomization, as I said. But we're then we're now entering a range of product that no, not too many people can do, from the nano size to the one to five micron. Okay, um, maybe a bit bigger, but that's that's about the range. And those are uh, those are significant markets that our technology is going to deliver. And this is what we're pushing. And Pyro has developed this, has done this, has a track record, has the technical team behind this. And I, I'd like to reiterate. Repeat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> reiterate. Yeah, yeah, you want to say reiterate. Yeah. I like it's, it's sometimes when phonetic accents stuck sticks in your mind in French. And it's it it Saturday, right? <laughs> it's Saturday too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my, uh, yeah. So you have to say Saturday to make me lose my my train of thought. Eh? Well, you want to reiterate. You're saying you want to. Yeah. Re yeah. Reiterate that pyrogenesis doesn't get involved in the project. Okay. Unless they can, they know they can scale it up to commercial scale. Pyrogenesis is not an R&D for R&D company. It's an R&D to develop product line. The incredible opportunity that HPQ had is we've sort of been able to develop a product line that's very close to what pyrogenesis, that's basically using the field of expertise of pyrogenesis. And basically just as it's about to explode, the nano silicone, um, you know, was on the radar of us that are excited about silicon. But when when uh, Elon Musk made a show about it, shows three, four, five sh slide about it, even though he does overly simplify it, but still, it, it attracts the interest and everything is there. And we've been working on this for, for five years. All my competitors in the field, okay, what they're doing is they're taking solar grade silicon plant, plant you know, what we what we were building to, and using that to try to make the materials for batteries. Okay. By default, any polysilicon plant, any plant that does basically does solar grade silicon metal uses as, as feedstock metallurgic grade silicon metal. Okay. We use as feedstock our own metallurgic silicon metal that we produce already cheaper. And the moment you had, you know, I won't, I won't bore people with technicality on a Saturday. No, the but some technicality is actually good too. Why not? Yeah. Well, it's it, it's the same process that, that they were using in solar. So it's the same issue that that, that we face in the, when we're in the solar space, but we don't need the, the purity material. So we win 
all over the, the, the bottom line and everything else. This is why it's so, uh, our position is so unique, just as this market's about to explode. Demand for this is going to be hyperbolic. Okay, that's, how, that's the way it's going to be. Right now, if you read all the research material, there's not enough raw material, okay, for all the EV cars that people want to build. That's the bottom line. Uh, so we're in the right space. What else can I say? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, and, if, and, and w- you think it would be fair to say, and maybe this is a stretch, but would it be fair to say, Bernard, that if you're actually able, because up until now, it seems like the industry has been hampered by the fact that there just isn't a lot, there, there isn't a lot of capacity, right? There isn't a lot of supply capacity. If you guys can actually do as you're saying you're going to do and as Peter thinks you're going to deliver, that that could actually increase the accelerate, sorry, the speed, the growth speed of the of the electric car market at the end of the day? It, it will, but it's, it's the pathway is already ridiculously like steep. It's like it's, if, if you look at the map, it's there's shortage, there's going to be shortage of material all over the place. So, and one of the reasons why they want to go, the key equation is reducing the cost of making the car and, re- and reducing the cost of running it, of operating it, okay? In the solar field, I can tell you that, you know, 20 years ago, nobody believed that we would be making solar cheaper than all the other uh, carbon-based energy. Now it's the case, it's, it's been done. Uh, and the same thing is gonna happen in this space. So since I have a background uh, and I understand, and I study very much what happened in the solar industry, I fully anticipate the same thing is gonna happen in the battery space. So. Since the beginning, HPQ and HPQ's technologies have been positioned for that reality that's going to be coming, which is massive growth in demand. A lot of people trying to produce material at the same time. Okay, There's only going to be a few winners, and I'm making sure that we're positioned to be that winner. That's the bottom line of what we're doing. And it's, you know, it's nice for Bernard to say this, but I think we've built a technological, you know, dream team with Pyrogenesis, Apollon, to, to, to make it in fruition. Yeah, because uh, in the past, we've seen companies fail because it's uh, George and a couple of guys and a couple of labs, and they make all sorts of big promises, but it's really George, a business guy with some lab partners, and we can never scale and everything collapse, whereas here, Apollon Solar, we haven't really talked about them. They've delivered around the world. They're renowned. Pyrogenesis is literally generating tens of millions of dollars in revenue, or at least orders anyways, from the U.S. Navy, from manufacturers in the, in, in the Middle East, you name it, uh, they're, they're generating it. So that's the big difference. This team actually has a history of delivering this kind of technology. Last question I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. If the car market was the only market for mm-hmm. these powders, that would be good enough, obviously, right? But the fact of the matter is like all technology, I expect it to pervade other parts of our lives uh, mm-hmm. into places that we weren't expecting. So where else can you go with these powders? You've alluded to something in the past, but where now that you're getting orders, we have to revisit that conversation, which is mm-hmm. where else can you go? Where else can you can these powders grow into? Well, the uh, the easiest low fruit for us to to pick on and to deliver on is actually the one developed by our partner Apollon Solar, uh, silicone for hydrogen. I believe 
in, in the short to medium term will be a bigger draw, bigger demand on it. Uh, just to give a paraphrase, uh, just on the first commercial wow. order for a smaller system, uh, I was having a discussion with guys at Apollon if they, and if they can converted their material to our powder, and you know, we'll, we'll know that in December when we send the material, um, you know, that would basically take almost the full production of my Gen 2 reactor on an annual basis. And that's just one order from them. So batteries exciting, I blow. There's more, there's more than this. And the beauty of the work with Apollon is first of all, Apollon is a shareholder of HPQ. So that also that always motivates them to to to, to work with us. Second sure. of all, um, the guys of Apollon are you know world-renowned expert on silicon. And everything has to do with hydrolysis of uh, creating hydrogen with silicone powders. They've done it. So when, you know, the confidence that Peter has when he says that, you know, the machine's going to work. When I talk to him, you think our powder is going to work? He says, Bernard, there's no reason your powder is not going to work. We just got to do it once to be able to show it. Then, then we'll work on how to move it, how to, for us to become a powder. So think about this. It's like, you know, having the 3D, mar 3D printing market all to yourself. And you're the only one that can produce the material, the best, the better material. So that's another massive, you know, and I, and I said that in the press release, that's another massive, massive scale. So I, I'm in an, HPQ is an excellent position when it comes down and sits down and talk with the people from the energy and the battery sector. Okay. Um, plus there are other markets, trust me, there are many other markets where our product is going to be in high demands and everything else. So uh, we're well positioned to, to develop multiply successful business line based on our nano reactor technology. So do you see yourself almost becoming, look, that's what, that was Pyrogenesis claim to fame uh, when we started working with them three years ago or so, that they had this great core technology that started uh, winning and started developing applications and winning business in multiple verticals. So do you see HPQ starting to take that same path of next, couple of years yes but focused on silicone that's what we say we're right. an innovative silicone uh, solution provider that's literally what we are um i'm pretty sure that there'll be demands that you can't even think about we're actually we're actually now doing some brainstorming the guys at apollon of all the other uh nice high value niche markets okay because the reality is the battery market's quickly going to become a volume market so basically volume means lower profit margin, but higher volume. But there are plenty of, you know, plenty of, of other markets where there can be high value to it. This being said, it's gonna be a great market, the battery space, don't get me wrong. It's gonna be a massive one, but I'm just telling people that, you know, we're not putting all our eggs into one basket. We're not putting all our eggs, we're just one car manufacturer. We're not gonna put all our heads. We wanna be the, the company, the, the go-to company for silicone solutions. And we believe that we have the goods to do it. Bernard, that's exciting, not just because you're saying it, because you've just, you've just pulled it off. You've delivered uh, by receiving your first purchase order, you and the team at HBQ, you and the team at Pyro and Apollon. So when you talk about how, when, when you make statements like that, it just has tremendous credibility. Uh, and again, I, I keep kind of saying this after every milestone, but it's amazing to see that HPQ took the road less traveled, went on the Silicon Road, where most people are going down the other roads, and uh, and here you are way ahead of everybody. Congratulations, man. You Make sure you have a beer tonight on, on me and everybody else enjoying the weekend. Maybe wine. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm French. <laughs> or wine. Uh, thanks, Bernard. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks. Bye. For everyone at home, you've been watching, or if you've been listening to my podcast, because you can do that too, you've been watching Bernard Tudion, Chairman, CEO of HPQ Silicon, uh, trades on the venture on the stock symbol, HPQ. For those of you who aren't new to the story, you know what you got to do. You know where to go. But for those of you who knew, and we're getting more and more people, even Bernard's telling you, getting more and more calls every day from people. Uh, we know there's a lot of information here for you to consume. So the first place to start is get to the hub, uh, the HPQ hub on Agoracom. Go to the profile page. Take a look at the information we've kind of laid out there for you to make it easier to really understand uh, the power and the gist of where they're going. Then watch the last three or four videos. In fact, I would say watch all the 2020 videos that we've done with Bernard uh, because that, that shows the path of growth and shows that, in fact, everything Bernard says, he delivers on. And then finally, get to the HBQ Silicon site that you can connect to from Agoracom to do your final due diligence. And hopefully, you've discovered your next amazing uh, small cap company on Agoracom. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you next time.